0: You are listening to the official podcast of Refuge, where we believe all people matter to God. I want to share some principles I believe that will encourage you because we're in this fight. We all fight, but it's what and how we are fighting that makes the difference, okay? And see, you can be fighting for something, or you can be fighting against something, or you can be fighting against each other. And, and, and so those, those are all elements of the fight. But let me ask you the question, how's the fight? How's the fight? What are you facing right now that's, that's challenging you to the core? What are you dealing with right now that's really got you riled up? All of us are facing something. And I trust today that as we minister the word of God, that you will have a different perspective when you face the fight and fight the good fight. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're very grateful for this opportunity to come to receive from the truth of your word. I thank you for the Holy Spirit and His ministry that's present here right now to teach us, to inspire us, to show us the truth and allow us to be able to apply it in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Fight defined is to participate in in a combative struggle involving the exchange of blows or the use of weapons. So it's this struggle that we have. It's a fight. Did did anybody ever try to put you underwater, and then you struggle to get up, uh, to get your breath? Hopefully that didn't happen to you. Maybe it was done in fun or jesting, but sometimes that can be a serious issue. Uh, But it's also defined, when we look at this word called fight, it means to defeat an enemy, to struggle in battle or combat. It means to engage in battle or in single combat, attempt to defeat oneself, or or to defend oneself, I'm sorry, against or to subdue or defeat or destroy an adversary. These are all definitions of fight. It means to contend in any manner, to strive vigorously, For or against something. You can be fighting for something, or you can be fighting against something. The key scripture for today is found in 1 Timothy 6.12. If you would turn there, and let's take a look at that. Let's read 1 Timothy 6.12. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called, and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So we see here this phrase, fight the good fight. I want you to really think about that because we're going to come back to that in a little bit. But whether you realize it or not, we are in a fight, a battle that God, I believe, intends for us to win. He intends you to win the fight that you're fighting, okay, as long as you're fighting on his terms and fighting for his cause, okay? And so uh, we encounter struggles or clashes that are in opposition to the plan and the purpose of God for our lives. And for the Christian, that's where the arena of conflict uh, is involved. Because the devil doesn't want you to follow Jesus. He doesn't want you to obey the word. He doesn't want you to do what's right. He has a whole other agenda and plan for humanity that is contrary to God's plan and purpose. Now, there will be challenges to your faith every living, waking day of your life. Your faith is going to be challenged in one way or another. There'll be challenges to your faith. There'll be times when you will be tempted to give up and quit. But what great glory and joy I believe it brings to God when you keep fighting the good fight of faith, when you refuse to quit, when you refuse to give up. See, We're not to run from the battle. We need to face the battle. We need to face the conflict that is before us, knowing that we are destined to win. You are destined to win. And see, the devil wants you to think that you're going to lose this battle. But God is on your side, and he's destined for you to win. See, now I'm going to ask you some questions this morning, maybe to locate where you're at. What conflict are you facing right now? What struggle are you facing right now? In concerning whatever you're facing in conflict or struggle, do you have direction? Do you have answers? Are you at peace? Whose voice are you listening to? Are you fighting the good fight of faith? These are all questions we need to consider when facing a struggle or a battle or a conflict. And so maybe you may be in a fight, but not the good fight of faith because maybe... You're not at peace. And God, see, you can be in the midst of a conflict and still at peace when you're fighting the good fight of faith. Okay? Or you may be listening to the wrong voice and getting wrong counsel, and that could be di- directing you away from what God, where God wants you to be. And do you have answers? God has answers from the Word. He has direction for the Word in the midst of the fight, in the midst of the battle. See, often when things go wrong, Fear is struck in our hearts. Uh, maybe you've failed and that fear has brought you to a pl- point of failure and your life is defeated. You're living a life of defeat. I want to share a statement with you and feel free to write this down. It's concerning failure. Failure is not a result of falling down but a result of not getting back up again. And see, if you mess up if you goof up, if you fail, get up and go at it again. And, and see, I, I think of that when my children were learning how to ride the bicycle. Now, uh, I guess I have to pick on Mackenzie again I, because I, I remember particularly with her, we took the training wheels off of her bike and she rebelled against that majorly, Okay to the point where she found where I hid them because I knew I had to hide them and she attempted to reinstall them on the bicycle and she didn't do a very really good job of it. <laughs> but she did not want to learn because she, she just wanted the security of those training wheels because she could do fine as long as she had the training wheels. And so I did compromise and I said, okay, we'll take one of them off. And she bought that one, okay? And so, but that was a step to get her to a point where she was only on two wheels without training wheels. And, and I can remember, because she, she wanted to make sure I was behind her to catch her in case she would fall. But there were times, and you know, it was across the lawn, so no real major injuries if she would fall. I'd push out there, and I wasn't close enough to catch her when she got wobbly. And she fell. And she turned around, Daddy, why weren't you there to catch me? But she managed to get back up again and again and again until she mastered it. And see, that's how it is with this faith walk. We're going to fall, but we got to get up again. Could you imagine if she would have said, that's it? I'm never going to get on a bicycle again. I'm done. A Chinese boy, we, we were trying to teach him how to ride a bicycle as well, Ricky. He never rode a bike. In China. I, I thought they all had bikes there, but that's that's a stereotype, okay? <laughs> but he did, you know. The and so it was hilarious. You see a you know, seventeen year old trying to learn how to ride a bike, it is hilarious. Okay, enough said. Anyway, uh we are to walk by faith because faith is your believing ability. It gives you something to sink your teeth in to give you forward movement and forward directions. We see a couple of passages that address faith. I'm going to mention these. You can jot these down. 2 Corinthians 5.7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. In other words, it's not, we're not limited by what we physically see in this faith walk because of the, there's a perception that goes beyond what we see with our physical eyes. Okay, And then Hebrews 10.38 says, But my righteous one shall live by faith, and if he shrinks back, my soul soul has no pleasure in him. That's God speaking. So we see the first we walk by faith, we live by faith. Okay, And then Hebrews 11.6, it says, Without faith it's impossible to please him. You can't please him without faith. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he is, that he exists, and that he rewards those who seek him. Wow, that to me, that's such an amazing passage. I can believe, Lord, you exist, and that you want to reward me. And so to put your faith in him, that's, that's what brings pleasure to the heart of God. But so if we're to walk by faith, if we're to live by faith, it stands to reason that we should fight by faith. Amen? And that's kind of, we see that a conclusion there in that uh, progression But the reason it's a fight, why is it a fight of faith? The reason it's a fight is because your faith takes hold of the truth of God's word and applies it to life's circumstances. And there's opposing forces that is attempting to stop that from happening. In fact, uh, it is to establish the word as the final authority in your life And what you're dealing with that's the fight of faith to get the word in force in our lives to apply it and how we deal with situations and how we handle situations and, and, and deal with the junk and the garbage that's in this world today now to fight the good fight of faith there's three things I want to share with you this morning number one understand that it's a good fight it's not a bad fight it's a good fight now, what I like about that whole that phrase, good fight, a good fight implies something. It implies that we're going to win. Now, if, if you're watching the Green Bay Packers and you say, that was a good game, the first thing I'm going to come to conclude is they must have won because it's a good game. If you say, oh, that's a bad game, I will conclude that they lost. Now, the Chicago Bears on the other hand, We won't go there, (laughs) We do have some Chicago Bear fans in our presence, but uh, we have to walk in love, okay? So, and I I don't know if Joy stayed loyal to Green Bay. Maybe she's with the Seattle Seahawks. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, yeah, okay. I don't want to talk to you, no. Okay. All right. You need to understand that it's a good fight. That's point number one. For believers, Jesus has already determined that the enemy is to be defeated and has been defeated for us. Yet we must continue to battle with the exercise of our faith. Why is it called the good fight? Again, because we We win. win. Yes, hallelujah. And see, faith is a weapon that we use to win the fight. See, we're promised... Uh, Let let me rephrase this. We're not promised a trouble-free life without tests and trials. Uh, We see in in Psalms, um, I think it's 19. I have have the reference. I don't have a slide there for you. 34, 19. It says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. In other words, there's going to be many afflictions. There's going to be issues, but God comes along to deliver us from them. And then even Jesus in John 16, 33 says, and and the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. See, him overcoming the world has a direct impact and influence on us, okay? So how do we fight this fight? How do we fight this good fight? See, we have to know how to fight and who we're fighting. We have to identify the enemy. See, it's not fighting with your spouse. It's not fighting with the neighbors. It's not fighting amongst each other. But it's identifying who we're fighting. And we see, and you can turn there to Ephesians 6, chapter uh, 6, verse 10. Starting at verse 10, the scripture reads, we'll be reading actually 10 through 12. Finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. See, that's the key right there. We're not called to be strong in ourselves. Because you say, I don't have the strength. God says, I know. I know. That's why he says to be strong in the Lord. Be strong in him. Because he has the strength that you need. Okay, The strength that you don't have, he has. And he gives it to you. He says, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might." Verse 11. And how does this come about? Put on the whole armor of God. Now we're not going to go into all the pieces of the armor. But there's armor that God has made available that you can be protected with and that you can use to fight this good fight of faith. And it goes on to say, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. See, it's not a physical battle with physical people, even though it seems that that's where the conflict is. There's something behind and beyond that whole arena that's influencing what's happening in people's lives. That's what we're battling. That's what we're up against. And it goes on to say, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Heavenly means they're in that sphere of the unseen realm. And they're manifesting themselves to influence, to corrupt, to destroy people's lives. And so there's a principality and the power that we're dealing with very often and the spirit behind the situation that we're dealing with. Now sometimes the flesh issues, it's just your flesh and you can't always blame it on the devil. But other things in, in what we're fighting, it's, it's, a, it's dealing with, with spirit entities that are, are trying to oppose us because they're in opposition to God, all right? And so be strong in the Lord. We're fighting this good fight of faith. It's a good fight. It's a good fight. Point number two, and we see this in this passage. I'm sharing these basically three points we read right from 1 Timothy 6.12. The second point is take hold of the eternal life you are called to. A key to victory is to take hold of the eternal life that you were called to. In other words, hang on. God's given you life He's given you eternal life. Uh, we need to understand that we're living in a temporal world, but eternal life has already begun for the believer. See, my eternity already began. The day I accepted Jesus, my Lord and Savior, my eternity began at that moment to be in right relationship with God. We see in, in John 3.36, it says, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life doesn't say they're going to get it. No, it says they have it. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains upon him. Now, that's a very scary verse. And, and so if I haven't believed on him, if I haven't received Jesus, I would be a little bit concerned right there because I don't want God's wrath on me. And you might say, well, but God's a loving God. Why would he put his wrath on people? His wrath is only upon those who reject him because sin has to be addressed and has to be dealt with. If it's not, and, and how do we address sin? We address and acknowledge the one who paid the price for our sins, Jesus Christ. He took the penalty for our sins, and when we believe on him, then we're freed from them, the sins. And so uh, when I stand before God on Judgment Day or before the, uh, his judgment seat, I'm not going to be judged for my sins because Jesus already was judged for in my place for my sins. He took my sins. And that's, what a, what a beautiful uh, picture of redemption we see there. John three sixteen a classic, classic verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I have eternal life. Those who believe in Jesus, put their faith in him, have eternal life. And then, then we see First John 5, 11, and this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life, and his life is in his Son. Now, you know, over the years, you've always had groups of people that were looking for the fountain of life so that they could live forever. And, you know, if they found this fountain of life, then, then they would never have to die. See, we have that in Jesus. He is our fountain of life. And see, even though we may have physical death, our life doesn't end. We go on to be in the presence of God to share in the glory of eternity with Him. So, yeah. So we need to hold on to this eternal life. There needs to be that realization that we have eternal life now. So no matter what we're dealing with, this is only temporal. This isn't going to destroy our lives or rob us from joy and victory because we know we have something beyond this present situation and circumstance. God has an eternity for us. Amen? And then finally, number three, what we see in First Timothy six twelve, maintain a good confession. Point number three. How do we fight this fight? Hallelujah. To fight the good fight of faith, you must first of all, number one, understand that it's a good fight. Number two, you need to take hold of the eternal life that you are called to. And number three, you need to maintain a good confession. Now, what's a good confession? A good confession has to do with what is coming out of your mouth, the words that you speak. See, confession, a lot of times we think of it as a negative connotation, like we're confessing fault, we're confessing sin, we're confessing failure, we're we're coming true, we're we're making a confession, we're apologizing, we're pleading guilt, we're, we're doing all these things. But there's a positive side of confession, where we declare and decree the truth of God's word what he has given us, what he's commissioned us to be and do. So the good confession is important because the confession for those that are fighting the good fight of faith needs to be a confession of victory, a confession of overcoming, a confession of the truth of the word that equips us to succeed and overcome temptation, overcome fear, doubt, and the devil, okay? And so we see a a passage in Hebrews 10.23. It says, let us hold fast, and this is from the King James Version, because I just like the way it reads there. Sometimes we got to go back to the King James Version. That's, that's God's version, right? Okay. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful, that promised. See, there's a profession of our faith. There's a confession of our faith that we don't waver from. We hold fast to it. We stay true to it. Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. I will serve him all the days of my life. That's a profession. So when challenges test and troubles come, I'm not going to waver from that. Jesus is my Lord even when I don't see my needs being met. Jesus is my Lord when I'm battling sickness or disease, when I'm dealing with junk. My profession and confession is that Jesus is still the Lord of my life and he's going to take care of me. He's going to meet and supply my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. He bore my sickness, my pain, my disease. And see, see there, the, the, the fight is on. The fight is on, even today. And there are some that are not willing to fight. They're willing just to quit and give up. And see, there are people who abandon what they believe when they're going through a battle. They lay their beliefs aside. They say, what's the use? It it doesn't pay. One of the reasons is because they fail to recognize the weapons of warfare that God has given to them. And, and we see a passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. If you want to turn there, if you have your Bibles, uh, look with me at 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5. It says here, For though we walk in the flesh, pinch yourself, okay? Uh, we're in the flesh right now. We're, we're in these bodies. We're in this earth. We're, we're walking in the flesh. And that doesn't mean necessarily that we're being fleshly, but we're living in these physical fleshly bodies. We're on this earth, okay? And so though we're, we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. In other words, we're not doing things from a natural vantage point. We're not doing things from a limited vantage point where we're just drawing upon our own resources, our own intellect, and our own abilities, but we're tapping into something greater, okay? And so it goes on to say in verse four, for the weapons of our warfare. Now, isn't it amazing how the Bible talks about warfare, talks about fighting and battle? It's it's all in there. So uh, I'm being very biblical today in, in talking about the fight, okay? And so for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Verse 5, for we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised up against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You know, one of the things that we see here is that much of the battle is taking place right in here, in your mind, in your thought realm. Victory is established in the way you think and how you think and how you approach something okay? And and if, if the devil can get his thoughts, that will become a stronghold in your life that can defeat you. But if you can get God's thoughts in your mind, that becomes your victory and a means to defeat the enemy. And, and we have a number of weapons of warfare. You know, praise and worship is a weapon. When we enter into worship and praise, the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. He shows up. We see a picture in 2 Chronicles where God sent the praisers out, had the praises to go out before the enemy and defeated the enemy. Praise and worship is a powerful weapon. The name of Jesus, the authority that it yields is a powerful weapon, or wields. It's it's a weapon that we use in prayer and in faith. And so we have uh, weapons of warfare that we need to use. Speaking the word of God. The two-edged sword, because the word is a weapon. It's a two-edged sword that we speak with our mouth, okay? And so we see here that the fight is on. Amen? And we're going to maintain a good confession. I, I like reading in, in Timothy, actually, the passages, Second Timothy 4.7. This came to the time that the Apostle Paul's ministry was coming to an end. And he's getting up there, and he made this statement. And this is something that I trust that all of us will make when our time comes to go home to be with Jesus, unless he he should return and and catch us away. 2 Timothy 4, 7, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I fought a good fight. Think about Muhammad Ali. He could say, I fought a good fight. A champion. A victor. He fought a good fight. He could say that. The apostle Paul could say, I fought a good fight. And and see, he finished the race. He finished what he was supposed to do. He kept the faith. And so not only do we want to fight the good fight, but we want to finish. And we want to keep the faith. If we can have those three components, I believe that's so important for us as, as Christian believers as we walk with God. I want to share in the moments remaining just uh, maybe an opportunity for you this morning. Maybe you're going through a, bite, a fight. Maybe you're going through a struggle. Maybe you're battling. And there's something that is so important that we need to consider if we're going to win and this morning if you're here and maybe your life isn't where it should be maybe you believe in God but you haven't really walked with him maybe you really haven't allowed him to have full access to your life maybe you're at a place where you're not totally submitted and committed to him as your Lord and Savior there's three most basic questions that Many, many people around this world are asking. And it has to do with, first of all, their value. What am I doing with my life that makes a difference? People ask that question. Is your life making a difference? What are you doing with your life that's gonna make a difference in this world? And the second is identity. Who am I? Who am I? And the third is purpose, why am I here? And really, all of those questions are answered in the relationship with Jesus, because in Jesus you find the value of who you are as an individual. You find your identity, you find who you really are in Him. And then you discover your purpose, the reason you're here on this earth, and, and, and that God has a plan for your life, something He wants you to do. See? All of these answers, as I said, are found in the relationship with Jesus Christ. We're all sinners who need a Savior. We're hopelessly lost and hell-bound unless we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. So I want you just to bow your heads through this time and and really seriously ask yourself if your life is right with God. If you were to die today, do you know, with 100% assurance, that you would be with him, that you truly possess eternal life? Or could it be that you have fear and doubt of where you may end up? Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, Would you pray for me? I know my life is not right with God, but I want it to be. And I'm ready at this point of time to give my heart to him. I'm ready in this moment to surrender, to invite Jesus to come into my life, to invite Jesus to be the Lord of my life. If that's you, slip your hand up. And I'd be honored to pray for you and with you today in this place. Anyone today? Maybe you say, Pastor, I know I can't see that hand. Thank you. There's others. Maybe you say, Pastor, I've kind of drifted. I've kind of fallen to the wayside. I haven't been fighting this good fight of faith like I should. But I want a fresh start. I want to recommit and rededicate my life to Jesus. If that's you, lift up your hand as well. Okay, there's a number of you, I believe. If you would pray this prayer with me as we reaffirm our faith in Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of this universe, who in his love came to deliver us from our sin, to deliver us from the judgment of hell so that we could experience life in eternity with him. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I open my heart to you and I come before you in the name of Jesus. Forgive me of my sins. I believe, Heavenly Father, that you sent Jesus to die for me. Lord Jesus, you died on the cross to forgive me of my sins and you raised from the dead to give me new life. Lord Jesus, I put my faith in you. I trust you as my Savior and Lord. Come into my heart and be Thanks for listening to The Refuge Podcast. For more information about who we are and to listen to more inspirational messages for free, visit us online at wearefuge.net.